Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline. Hump uh, Day! On the Buffalo Rumbling. Hump Vidcast. Day! Uh, Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself <laughs> to the most flavorful pizza on game day. I love that you just yell Hump Day over me. Because I, I try to do it every time just to see your react. Like, if you get annoyed by me. I wasn't already distracted because my read was behind me. So I'm like, the, the music... The, the countdown was on two, and I'm like, Where's, where's the read? Where's the I read? <laughs> I do it on purpose. I'm like, Hump, and I'm looking at you, Hump Day. <laughs> I love it, dude. Just keep doing it. So, Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso's Pizza. I am one of the hosts of the Hump Day Hotline. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And that guy sitting next to me right over there is the other host, Jay Spence the King. You can find him on Twitter, Jay Spence the King. Jay Spence the King, how are you today? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm fired up. I'm ready. Got some energy. I'm not tired today. You know that, well, that's always positive. Are you normally tired when we do this show? I feel like a lot of times I'm tired before the show, and then I'm like, <laughs> all right. And I try to, like, you know, find some energy right before we go live and then kind of do it. But today I, I have some energy. Well, good. Well, we've also got some uh, some people already that have jumped into the comments section. Uh, JR's in the room. Chris, the real Chris Jinky, the encyclopedia. So he has now two nicknames, the real and the encyclopedia. Chris, uh, Jessica Tennis, uh, Steph Poirier, uh, who else? Jason Humbert's in the room. So, yeah, a whole bunch of y'all. Richard Rush, apparently, he, he jumped in to let us know he's not going to be here because he's at the fair with his family. It's like, bro, you don't have to let us know he's where you're going to be. <laughs> Sarah Lawson's That's in the room. Uh, David, is it Lavin or Levine? I don't know. Or Levine, stepbrothers. Uh, that is not stepbrothers. You might have to get that closer to the to the camera for the folks at home. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, he knows what's up. <laughs> he knows what's up. That's not the stepbrothers. That's the real <laughs> brothers. That's the hump day brothers. We got men in the kitchen. That's damn right. For sure we are. We in the damn kitchen. What's up? <laughs> Go Bill. Shout out to EB. My man, wait a minute. First of all, I don't know if everybody, anybody who's on Twitter and if you follow me, you may have seen me talk a little bit today about friends backstabbing you. Listen, mm. Daryl, he's he's one of the, the guys that I actually call like a friend and brother. How do you not like Halloween or cake? How, how do you, like, I just feel betrayed. Like, I never knew who he was as a person any, at all. Like, how do you I'm not like... I don't, I don't, I don't know, but this took a weird turn with Sarah, Sarah Larson's comment, but I don't know. At least, unless, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. All right, well, this is this is the Hump Day yeah. Hotline, and we're doing live hookups. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but well, you uh, know what? <laughs> Jessica has a comment for us. So she's starting off asking us about the top 100 list. So we can start off. We'll, we'll go there, but let me finish the open, which is uh, we be sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you are consuming this video, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. And if you're watching it in post, in, in podcast form, make sure you like and subscribe there as well. And then we are Super Chat Live. Uh, so if you want to really get our attention and or be nice to us and bless us and you want to put a super chat in, please feel free to do so through a super chat. Uh, but yeah, hump that like, jump on the like button for us, and uh, we would uh, love you and appreciate you even more. So yes, so the first one apparently we are going to is the top 100, of which Vaughn Miller, the only current bill, made the list at number 93. Meanwhile, Mac Jones was ranked at number 85. And I know that the players do this ranking, but Good Morning Football did a draft today for quarterbacks, a four-round, between the four of them, four-round draft for of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. which means 16 quarterbacks went off the board. Guess which one was missing? The Super Bowl winning quarterback. <laughs> the, the, the number 85 on the NFL's top 100 players list. But also the Super Bowl winning. But yeah, your point, Mac Jones was missing. Yeah, Mac Jones was missing. For, so like even the Good Morning Football guys were like, yeah, we're not drafting that guy. <laughs> Over Von Miller. <laughs> Over Von Miller, right. That's even more amazing. So first, I mean, first thoughts, and Jessica Tennis kicked it off. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on just that whole thing about not a single bill from 2021 made it in the bottom 50? I mean, I think that just means that, you know, they're all in the top 50. That's all that means. You know, it's okay. Possibly. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, when you look at it, I, I just think it's highly impossible and I, and I know the normal term there or normal word there is improbable. I'm saying impossible. It's highly impossible that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, who were two of the best at their position last year, literally because they were all pros, are not given that um, recognition this year. It's mm. impossible that Josh Allen isn't given that recognition this year. To me, it's impossible that Diggs, um, Diggs doesn't get that recognition this year. I'm going to go with Dion. I think he gets that recognition this year as well. I'm still on the train of Tremaine. I think Tremaine is going to be on the list too. So I, I think, honestly, I think we're going to have all of those guys that we mentioned last week in the top 50. The I, Buffalo this, Bills are a top 14 now. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're, all the conversations. What, what NFC team is playing the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl is all the conversation. So you could probably say they're higher than a top 14. They're probably a top three team, right? I mean, yeah. when you consider it, and, and then you're going you're gonna to mix people around as far as that goes, unless, you, unless people really – weight the AFC, which they probably should, then I guess you could say the top four teams are all AFC teams. And then from there on out, it's an NFC team. But I, it, I, I just feel like this is setting up as a giant slight. Uh, they leaked, didn't they leak some of the ballots? They leaked a bunch of the ballots, pictures of the ballots, and there wasn't a Buffalo bill on any of them. And they're all like top 10 ballot ballots. I don't believe, I didn't see that. Yeah. There, you was, see a leak? There, it was, there was a leak on Twitter. They were like, uh, uh, and they could have been staged. They could have been fake, but they were, you know, they were just posed like as they were kind of out on the table. And then they were taking like really kind of cool, creative pictures of, of the ballots themselves. And when you kind of zoomed in on them, you could read and not one of them had a Buffalo Bill. I don't know if that's a real leak then, because, I mean, it's impossible for, for anybody to imagine Josh Allen not being in the top 10. Josh is going to make it. I'm not saying right. he's not, but I, I just feel like the whole thing is going to be a slight. I think there's a slight coming. Well, that's a good thing then. I, I take it. I mean, honestly, if we get if we get out of this with only Von Miller and Josh Allen being on the list, I think that's a good thing for us as fans. We'll be pissed off on Twitter for a couple of days and we'll talk crap and complain and we'll at, you know, the NFL handle and whoever else. And then the Buffalo Bills will proceed 
to uh, go to LA and kick ass and then come yeah. back to Buffalo and kick ass. And then like, so no, that's fine. Go to Miami. Keep them off the list. Good. Yeah, Miami. If we if, if we can add, Chris Jenke says that one of the ballots had Jamar Chase written twice. I don't think that negates it as still being real because there's some really not smart guys in the NFL like Kiko Alonso. <laughs> there's a lot of people in the NFL <laughs> that aren't. Or, and shout out to Kiko who just retired. But there's a lot oh, of guys. God. There's a lot of guys in the NFL that aren't overly super high on the wonderlick test right yeah, yeah. definitely like, wasn't the brightest crane in the box you know what i mean <laughs> he definitely wasn't there i remember one time i don't remember what the comment was or what the joke was but they were he was getting post-game interview when they still would record the post-game interviews you could probably go back and find it not that you would but and kiko was being interviewed by somebody and somebody asked him a question and then made a joke and he was like what and the guy was like, "No, no, no! I was kidding. like, it was a joke." And he didn't. And then after, and then he was like, "Oh, ha, ha, ha. it was a joke." And yeah, he totally didn't get the. It just whew, went straight over his head. <laughs> so he's not. He's just not. He's not all there. No, no. So, but yeah. as far as this conversation goes, I mean, Jordan for all pro, or we riot, right? So, I mean, do we make another T-shirt? Is that what we're talking about? Like, I mean. Uh, I mean, least, we can least, if we, guys, if we, we like to do those things. We we like to do it, but I don't. Me, I don't take this one as seriously. I could care less about the, the top 100 players. You know, like I, yeah, yeah. let's get to let's get to September. Let's make this thing happen. It's funny because it is a point of of conversation. And it's and it's a validation of sorts. Um, and you know, part of that validation for me is Josh Allen should not be top five. Josh Allen should be top two. I don't know if I agree with that. Who's better than Josh Allen? You're going to say Aaron Donald because we're supposed to. Not because I'm supposed to. He's he's that dude. Like I don't think there's anybody at NFL better than Aaron Donald at their position. You don't feel like it's gotten a little. Well, we got to mention Aaron Donald. I mean, right? No. Do you watch him? Oh <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. I mean, the dude is. I don't. I just don't think it's close. I, I, I mean, I just I just feel like it, it's. Not, I mean, is is the day going to come when he's not a top two player, and then everybody's going to like lose their minds because Aaron Donald's not a top two player? It's like what I mean when Tom Brady fell out of the top. Didn't Tom Brady fall out of the top five in one of the last two years? I just I don't know. I mean, for me, I mean, who's better than Josh? Who 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 are you putting up there ahead of him? I guess is the Aaron Rodgers. Still, he won an MVP two years in a row and deserved yeah. it. Yeah, it just there's a talent level. I mean, I just sometimes I want it's some some players have characteristics that I don't necessarily uh, come out in an MVP type format. You know, when you look at a guy like Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is wildly talented, right? Wildly gifted as a runner, as a passer. Uh, he's a heady player. Um, would I put him in the top ten? Probably not. But I just I'm I'm trying to make a point. I don't know if the point I'm making is is landing. But anyway. you wouldn't put Aaron Rodgers as a top quarterback. <laughs> Last year, I mean, I guess you'd have to based on last year, right? Right. Because, I mean, this is judging from last season heading into this year. So I would say Aaron Rodgers is better. Honestly, I, I would say Tom Brady's better than Josh Allen if we're looking at last year. Right, right. Sarah Larson actually makes a really good point. She says, I think it's impossible to rank players of different positions. We talked about it. We've talked about it when it when it comes to Steven, you know, Steve Tasker going into the Hall of Fame as a quote unquote special teamer versus Devin Hester, who's also a special teamer, and they did two completely different jobs, right? So it would almost be like only offensive linemen go in with the designation offensive lineman, lineman while a guard is significantly different than a tackle, and a tackle is completely different than a center, right? Mm-hmm. It kind of it kind of makes sense, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm 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 excited and and, and interested in the in the in the top 50 i just feel like i don't know call it call it just being a buffalo bills fan i just feel like a slight's coming 
I'm actually shocked that you, um, you know, just and, and not just in a bad way, but I'm just shocked that you really would think that or you feel that Josh is the best in the league, uh, you know, as far top, as that I position. Top, top two. I mean, which which as much as I was pushing against you, does Aaron Donald have to be top two? It doesn't mean Aaron Donald couldn't be one in Josh P2. Right. Right. Or, but then I still put I still put um, Rodgers. And I put, and I think, to be honest, I think they're going to put Mahomes in front of Josh. So I wouldn't be shocked if Josh mm -hmm. is like five. Because I could see Tom Brady, I could see um, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers making that, those top four positions, you know, when you when you throw Aaron Donald. So I could see Josh making five. Last Wait, year he was, what, six? I don't remember off the top of my head. So I'm <laughs> sure somebody in the chat does. So um, I don't. I'm sure it'll pop up any second. So We'll see. <laughs> Chris Janky says, Joe, you got to remember this is voted on by the athletes who put Jamar Chase twice on one ballot. <laughs> I think that's a double vote. It was probably Joe Burrow's ballot. <laughs> Joe Burrow's probably the one that did that. So apparently, Sarah said Josh was 10. Yeah, that's what she's saying. So we'll see. I mean, all that for, you know, we'll see what happens. But as we're talking about just conversations and players in general, why don't we go to the wide receiver, receiver battle? So the wide receiver battle is uh, clearly heating up. Uh, one of the most notable names is not a surprise to this show or not an unmentioned on this show, Isaiah Hodgins, who uh, I've talked about a bunch, and you and I have had many conversations about, uh, has had a phenomenal camp, had a great red versus blue game, uh, showed up really well in that first preseason game against the Colts. He was actually on the Cover One network on the film room for Cover One last night and uh, was really, really good. It was great to hear them break down kind of what he was doing and what he was seeing and what his options were and what was going through his head. Uh, how he was thinking that Barkley was thinking about him. It was it was very compelling. If people want to watch that, I would tell you to go back. Uh, but Isaiah Hodgins, and obviously he's making a, a case for the, for an NFL roster spot. I put NFL roster spot in there because, in my opinion, if he has another game, maybe even two like this one, if the Bills cut him, he's going to end up on an NFL roster somewhere if he plays the way that he's continuing to play. Uh, however, to make this roster, it looks like he's going to have to oust touchdown Jesus. Um, and then obviously we can uh, tag on some OB, OBJ stuff, but let's talk about the wide receiver battle first. Yeah, I think, um, to your point, I think your guy, Isaiah Hodgins is actually making a case for himself, man. He's, he's coming out, he's balling, he's making some big plays. He looked very good in that preseason game. And I know mm -hmm. we heard good stuff from practice, but mm -hmm. he looked very good in the game. And when you look like the moment's not too big, I know it's preseason. I know it's, you know, I know it wasn't, you know, Gabe Davis in the playoffs versus the Chiefs on the road. I get it. But still, those guys are playing, they're playing hard because they're trying to make this team. They want to impress this coaching staff. So yeah. he 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 showed up and he made it look like it was easy for him. Same thing with our rookie, Kalosh Shakur, yeah. Shakur made it look easy for him. He made it absolutely look easy. Yeah. So for sure. I um I think at at the Kumaro's in danger, man. You know, as much as he's such a, a tough guy, like he's a tough player when it comes to special teams, he does a great job on special teams. Listen, he, he's going to have to, you know, these next couple games, you can't fumble, you can't turn mm -hmm. the ball over, you can't miss blocks, you can't miss tackles, you can't do – so all of the stuff that we take for granted that he does well before, like, oh, he's touchdown Jesus, he catches touchdowns, <laughs> and he's good on special teams. and he does. We can't take it for granted. You have to show up again this year and make the same plays, and right now Hodgins looks like he's doing it. Um, but I would say I, I wouldn't also be shocked if Hodgins and uh, Kumaro made it. And they actually let go of like Crowder. I wouldn't well, that, be shocked with that. Literally, you're driving down the road I wanted to drive, which is, you know, having a conversation or talking about, no, I don't want to subscribe to your page. I've got the depth chart pulled up. 
Oh. And when you th- when you think about the individual battles, you know, Gabriel Davis is not one of them. Uh, you know, uh, Stefan Diggs is clearly not one of them. Uh, Khalil Shakir makes this football team regardless. They've got him third on the depth chart. The Bills do. I'm looking at the Bills depth chart, which should be reflective of last week, which we should be getting a new one, right? Shouldn't we have already gotten a new one for this week? Did we not get it? We didn't get a new one this week, did we? I haven't seen one yet, no. So, uh, so yeah, so maybe they're just writing it out. But Khalil Shakir on last week's depth chart was third. Uh, behind Jamison Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie was number one in the slot, but you've got kind of that battle, Crowder versus Shakir, right? And and the question is, is can Tavon Austin make this football team as a returner? He's not going to make it as as a wide receiver, so I don't even know where we want to have a conversation or if we do about him. Marquis Stevenson, they're saying he's weeks away, so he's probably going to start the season as a non-rostered player, whether it's a, you know, a PUP or IR or something to that ex- extent. But yeah, the battles are when you look at this roster, Crowder and Shakir, ver, or, uh, yeah, Crowder and Shakir versus Kumro and Hodgins, and do they keep seven? And I just don't know. I just think there's other there's other position spots. You know, when you look at a, a Balen Specter and just different guys like that, the cornerback room, corner back room. I just feel like there's other areas, other rooms that are maybe pushing for them to kind of get a little skinny at wide receiver. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, when you look at that battle, it, you know, there, there's no benefit to, to cutting Crowder other than you're cutting a veteran and you're getting to keep a younger guy um, at a relatively cheaper number, but you're going to eat his salary. Um, it's tough, dude. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if you want to talk more about that. I don't, I just, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, this is, this is like last year we thought it was going to be tough, but like this is the year where we're seeing where it's like, yo, it's really tough. Cause yeah. like, yeah. can you imagine if we didn't release Cole? Or if we mm-hmm. didn't like, if we still had Cole Beasley in the mix, or if, um, you know, what's our guy, uh, Emmanuel Sanders didn't retire, right? You know right, what I mean? Like, if right. we still had those two guys in the mix, and well, then Crowder, you still had well, Crowder, well, Crowder wouldn't be on this team if we still had Sanders and maybe, Cole. maybe. I mean, it's still it's it's the off season. So who, like, what I'm saying is like, still whether even if even if Crowder wasn't here, right, you, right. you add those two guys to the mix, and it's still like, holy smokes, man! Like, we're gonna have to let go of some guys that. This isn't Duke Williams, you know what yeah. I mean? Like this isn't, yeah. you know, this isn't, um, you know, Wade Phillips or Wade Phillips, uh, Christian Wade that we're talking about here. Like this is actually, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's gonna be hard. Like you're actually gonna have heartbreak this year when it comes to, oh yeah, like, a talented person that's gonna go to another team and actually help that roster out. Yeah, like White Teller. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, cheap shot. Uh, it's 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 interesting because the the biggest argument against a guy like Isaiah Hodgins, and you have been the champion for this argument, and you're one thousand percent true, is traditionally or historic. Well, the, his first year didn't matter, but he, last year when he was playing in the preseason, he did not play special teams, and we were told that he was not a special teams player. And this year, I don't think it's indicative that somehow Jake Kumaro is on a bubble or is like next in line to be cut. But in that first preseason game, Jay Kubro did not play any special team snaps, and Isaiah played a bunch. To me, that's more of a, you've been playing special team snaps all over the place. I've witnessed them, Isaiah Hodgins. Go out in a game and let's see what you can do. It feels like, and I think I said this a couple shows ago, they're giving him every opportunity to take that yep. spot. Here's the scary part, if you're ready. Are you ready for a scary part? I'm ready. Let's do it. So if they keep the roster intact the way that it is right now, and they keep seven, and Kumaro and, and Hodgins are both, uh, they stay on this football team. And Stefan Diggs, knock on wood somewhere, or whatever you want to do, if something happens and he misses a game, your, your number two X receiver right now is Jake Kumaro. 
That is a long way down mm-hmm. from Stefan Diggs. Hey, that is a long, <laughs> long way down from Stefan Diggs. Like you're not even in the same area code. Well, this is why. Um, so at the bottom of this thing, scrolling up at the bottom, at the end of there, it says OBJ thoughts. Now I know um, Odell Beckham Jr. is a polarizing figure. He's somebody that, yeah. you know, either you love him or you hate him. Like it's yeah. literally difficult to be in the middle when it comes to Odell Beckham Jr. But um, for, for the, the side of the argument that's like, nope, we don't need him. Okay, I hear you because you're right. We just had this whole conversation about mm-hmm. how deep the room is. But then you made a great point. If something ever was to happen to Diggs, okay, we got, Gabe, we got Gabriel Davis. Are we sure after Davis that we're comfortable with the rest of the wide receiver room if it's an extended period of time that Diggs has to be out? I don't right. think that I am. Right. I just don't think that I am. And then uh, when you go there, when you're talking about somebody like Josh Allen and that type of talent, and you're talking about what we've witnessed over the last five years from our Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. they always take these risks with these players that either are very good and had – like a bad situation. So they want to go somewhere to shut up the other team or mm-hmm. like they're cut from somewhere or they had like a bad rep. So they got something to prove or, you know, like they take a chance on these guys with talent, but just do- don't seem to have the home. Right. Odell right. Beckham Jr. Right now, we saw him perform last season after he left Cleveland. He clearly wasn't the problem in Cleveland. In mm-hmm. LA, he looked pretty darn good. In LA, he looked I mean, I don't know. I don't know who, who was the issue there, but it's got your Baker jersey. <laughs> I think I threw it out. But did you throw it out or did you fill it up? I filled it yeah. up and then threw it out. But but I just think, you know, it's like it's one of those things when you look at it, like he was he was honestly in the first half of the Super Bowl, he was the best receiver in the first half of the Super Bowl. Agreed. On the same team with Cooper Cup. Agreed. So I just tell for those who say no, we don't like him, I just say take a step back. Think about the reasons why you're saying you don't like him. And if it has anything to do with anything outside of football and his presence in the locker room, then I would say let's not um, talk about it. And as far as presence in the locker room, go and ask anybody from the New York Giants. Go and ask anybody from Cleveland other than Odell Beckham. Go and ask anybody in L.A. if they would like Odell Beckham Jr. back on that team. No, for sure. For me, I've been been very – outspoken about not being in the obj train and it has nothing to do with personal reasons at all i just don't know that the team will <clears throat> it's weird it's weird to be stuck between the will he make the team better and you want to answer yes because he's a good player mm-hmm. but does the team need him is another question that has to be asked now if something were to happen to stefan Diggs, or something were to happen to gabriel davis or even isaiah mckenzie even with Jamison Crowder behind him, I'm pounding the table. My God, go get OBJ. But I, I, I just, I don't know that you can live in that space. And then, you know, somebody just put in there, I think it was Sarah just talked about cap space and stuff like that. You know, I mean, or, or no, it was uh, Jessica Tennis, you know, cap, about cap room. We don't really have the cap room. And what does that do? Is he a one-year player? Is he a rental player? He's you know, a he's, rental. He's probably, he, he's probably not going to be here until November or December. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard one of the programs talking about i don't know which one it was that it doesn't even make sense for him to sign with the team right now because if he signed with the team and then that quarterback got injured now he's going to a team where he has i mean it's got to be an obj's mind just like von miller's mind that whatever i do next i want to win a super bowl i want to go some i'm not gonna i don't want to go to the falcons right calvin ridley's out for this or gone for the season i'll go to the falcons because there'll be a job there for he doesn't want to go there he wants to go someplace where he can win He's always wanted to win, but which most good players do. I just don't know that this team needs him. And I think that's, 
I think it's fair to, to have that conversation versus is the team better with him or without him. I don't know that the team needs him. Is that fair? I mean, it's always fair. Um, I, I would disagree with the question. Like if somebody was to hmm. ask me personally, not on the show, I would say, no, absolutely. You always need to surround your quarterback with the most talent as possible. So like when we say there's only one ball, there's only so much. I mean, that's true in certain depending on what you're talking about, when, when you're talking about an offense that that gets the ball around, like what we've seen out of the Buffalo Bills, and you're talking about somebody with the type of uh, just uh, they, they command the presence that that Odell Beckham Jr. commands. Yes, right, right. I do. And like so we're talking about cap space. He's not we're not talking about signing Odell Beckham Jr. Now, if he comes, we're talking about probably December. Like, we're talking about a playoff run. Yeah, it's a play. It's, a, know, it's yeah, a, like, a rental player for the play. It's yeah, a, ho- it's a not going to be healthy. It's a yeah, hockey move for the. <laughs> 100%. He's not healthy enough to be signed right now. He's still out with the ACL tear. So right, right. we're not talking about signing him now for the season. What we're talking about is having depth going into the playoffs and, and hopefully for the Super Bowl. And if you're going to ask me, hey, you want Odell Beckham Jr. or let's see, who else are they taking chances on around the league? Tampa Bay just took one on uh, a guy in, named Julio Jones who doesn't look like Julio. <laughs> Them hamstrings look bad. I would rather take a, a chance on somebody who we just saw in the Super Bowl catch a touchdown in the first half and be a tr- tremendous player and teammate for that team. So, like I said, I hear both sides. I just I, I think when he's healthy and he's ready to come back, mm-hmm. if we're going into the playoffs and it's one of those situations where it's like, you know what, we need that firepower, man, let's do it. I mm-hmm. would not hesitate to bring Odell Beckham Jr. to Western New York. You obviously saw that the the the, the play or they should say the rep by Julio Jones and it just that body's broken, dude. That body is broken. Looks bad. Looks bad. Like he couldn't even get like he he darts to the inside and he couldn't get off. He couldn't get off the corner. And all he had to do was like dart and dip out. It was. It was I'm it was, sure he's in better shape than that. And maybe it was just like a bad rep that somebody re- recorded, you know, like where he didn't have any effort. Like, I'm sure he's he's better than that. But it was a horror. It was a bad look. He's a, yeah. that's a bad look. Yeah. I feel like I could have gotten some separation better on that corner than he did in that rap. <laughs> I'm 49 years old and I got a meniscus tear. Yeah, it didn't even look back. like he walked, man. It didn't even look like he was walking. Yeah, it was. It just, it just was. It, yeah, it's just, it's funny how fast, how, I mean, I know that it's been over a year or two, but how fast the body deteriorates. And it reminds me why, when I watched him do that, it reminded me of something Fina said one time. Um, he said that when he had gone to the Arizona Cardinals in his final season, he went there to kind of be the the grown up in the in the in the in the offensive line room in the tackle room, you know, to kind of help the young guys and stuff like that. And it, it became clear to him that his head wasn't in the game anymore, and like it just wasn't there. And he said, and when that happens, the game gets very dangerous as an like mm-hmm. as a human being when your head's not in the when your head and your heart isn't there, it's just dangerous. And it goes back to. Oh, was it Vontae Davis that that retired at halftime? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually at that. Were you at that game? I was at that game. No, no, I wasn't. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, so and it's a very similar thing. Like I got out there and <laughs> got, I got scared, and I, I'm not ready. To, so yeah, but the Julio J- Jones thing. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about the the Trey White and and Shady live video when they were talking about it, and there and Vontae was saying like, "No, nah, man, that's a young man's game." And with the way Trey White was like talking like him it was just it was did you see that no no i'll send it to you after the show man like they they were on a live uh the the summer that 
that COVID first hit and they were talking about like when they went to the locker room and was talking about like when he decided he was going to retire, when he quit, and he was like, no, nah, man, I quit. I'm done. And they was like, well, you done after this game? He's like, no, nah, young blood, I'm done now. I'm going to show you the video. When you see the video, man, you're going to die. I promise you. It's over. Like OVR over, right? So, uh, per SP, ESPN, rather, the Charger safety Derwin Jones' new contract, uh, that he just signed reportedly averages $19.1 million per year. He is currently the highest paid safety in the league, he's 26 years old. Um, I don't know what this does for Poyer's camp. Um, uh, you know, obviously, five years is a lot in, a, in the NFL. Five NFL when the average player in the NFL is less than four, which I think is true. Five NFL years is a lot when you look at a guy like Julio Jones and how fast this goes back to the Von Miller thing too. Like mm-hmm. when when that when when they hit that that wall when when that when they fall off that cliff, how fast do they fall off the cliff? Julio's falling off relatively quickly, and you don't know when it's coming. Jordan is clearly in elite shape. He's playing probably the best football he's ever played in his career at 31, um, soon to be 32, I think. No, he just turned 31, didn't he? Um, yeah. What what do you think this does for? I can probably check spot track. I wonder if spot tracks updated what the metric for uh, Jordan Poyer is. Hang on a second. Well, while you're looking that up, I don't personally, and this is not a, a no, I don't know for sure. This is something that I have not talked to Jordan about personally, but I think, I think that he has a number in mind that he's looking to with the team. I, I don't think that other deals have anything to do with what Jordan wants. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan wants to come to an agreement with the team that mm-hmm. can be not necessarily team friendly to the point where he's like not making anything, mm-hmm. but something that's friendly enough to where the team can, can fit something in and still be able to, to make some moves. But he still feels like he's making something that he's worth because he was an all pro last year. So I don't know if he's looking for 19 per year. I don't think that that's the number that um, he came into these discussions with. It may be. And if he is, I could be a hundred percent wrong, but I just, I don't know. Something tells me that Jordan wants to be in Buffalo. He wants to retire a bill and he understands what the team looks like. He knows what it takes for a team to win a championship. He wants to be a part of it. So I think he wants to get in and fit into a good puzzle. So I don't know. What do you, what do you, what did you see if they updated that? So spot track, uh, hang on a second, Derwin James. Let me, uh, let me do one. So Derwin, so they don't have Derwin James as one of his comps. Right. So which probably makes sense just due to an age thing. So spot track, not sport track. Um, I just want to see if they've updated this contract real quick. So two seconds while I'm we need some uh we need some music, some doo doo doo. So base salary yearly cash. Yeah, so they I think they've got his updated in here as far as because it says eighteen. Mm. Mm. <laughs> He's like All right, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> so they still have, you're good you're good they still have the comp for jordan as jimmy ward tyron matthew uh devin mccordy and adrian phillips and i believe that that's based on their age when signed 28 29 34 and 29 of which the top three 9.5 9.49 and then adrian phillips probably shouldn't be on this list at 4.25 um so they've got they've got him valued still at 10.7 million dollars a year based on kind of those comps that they have i don't i don't think that they would comp him against derwin james based on age yeah and he's 20 he just turned 26 i think august 3rd so he he just turned 26 like no it's not the same uh situation where you're looking at jordan poyer versus uh derwin james are you surprised about that number when you consider how interchangeable safeties tend to be in the nfl i mean there's not many troy palomalus right there's not many ed reeds no i mean I mean, I, well, Derwin, Derwin James is not. He's and who was the other dude for, uh, from the uh, 
from the Ravens that came here for a while. Um, the, Reed, as a coach, I said, was it Ed Reed? Ed Reed as a coach? Yeah, yeah. There's just not many of those guys that. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think that. Um, like, so it's different, right? So, like back in the day, I feel like the NFL had, um, like these elite Hall of Fame caliber mm-hmm. players that you watched and you just knew, like, oh, that guy's a freaking Hall of Famer, right? I feel <laughs> like now across the board, I feel like it seems like most teams now have solid players. Yep, but yep. you don't see like those transcendent, like those guys that like are clear, like full neck and shoulder and head above everybody. Like you don't have like five of those guys in the league right now. So, right, right. So when it comes to that, yeah, I think, you know, I think when you're looking at it, it's tough to, to look at a lot of these positions and, and look at these numbers. And then you look back to years ago and it's like, how are these guys making <laughs> this money compared to a guy like Ed Reed or Troy Palomalu? Like those guys were. 19 million a year average and he's his name isn't uh minka fitzpatrick and minka fitzpatrick is a name that everybody hears like derwin james unless you're doing unless you're a psychotic football watcher and you have the sunday ticket and watch all the games and you consume everything or you're a content creator of some at some level you probably haven't even heard of derwin derwin james 19 million a year like what he's a baller though if if you do know him and you watch him then you know he's a baller but i agree but no, i agree with you he's not he's not the big name like he's not the like you're right he's not the fitzpatrick he's not uh like we could go through a list of guys that like he's not the the wagners of the world or not bobby wagner you know what i'm talking about yeah, uh, yeah. he's he's not these big name guys but 19 m's man <laughs> like 19 m's it's a lot of m's <laughs> jeez it's a let lot me get of... one let me go <laughs> Let me get one. <laughs> one M doesn't go as far as it used to. That's why they need 19 of them. Um, where do you want to go next? You want to go to the uh, Patriots conversation? You know, before we go to the Patriots, because I, okay. I, I do want to talk about something a little. Look, man, I keep forgetting to to, to plug this karaoke party, right? Here we We're go. having a karaoke party. To Here open. we go. <laughs> the weekend of the home opener. So. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to be in Buffalo for the home opener, I just got to throw this out there right now because I, I always forget, but I need your help for this. So we're going to be having karaoke night, the Bills Mafia party. It's going to be at the Heights on Main Street, 3148 Main Street, Buffalo, New York, 14214. So it's the 16th, 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. This is the thing. Joe Miller is going to be singing. He going to be getting up there. I've heard him sing plenty of times. I know what it's like, but... <laughs> We got a contest going. We're going to have a contest to pick Joe's song. This is one of the things that we're going to be raffling off, either a song or a duet, whatever you want to do. There are some people who want to hear Joe perform Baby Got Back. Uh, one of those people's in the room. <laughs> not, and, in the, our, not, not with you and me, but in the comment section right now. Well, I'm just saying, I'm which I would like for him to sing that song, but the winner, somebody would have to win to pick it, or else we ain't going to hear it. So, Help us out. We need y'all to do first. We need y'all to get tickets. I'm going to put go to my Twitter. I'm going to make sure I put the link up for y'all to get tickets. But but hey, what do y'all want to hear Joe sing? We need to figure out Joe. I mean, are, is there any genres off the list for you? Like, are you are you open to anything? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's going to help me to be relatively familiar. There's probably not a genre off the list. As you can hear, you know, my voice isn't exactly that of, you know, Harry Styles from one direction i've got a little bit of a deeper timbre doesn't mean i don't have a good range i do have a good range um if you were a smart person you would probably pick a country song uh or a rock song by like stone temple pilots 
something like that. Somebody's got a little bit of a deeper voice. Uh, Johnny Cash would be great. I can rock some Johnny Cash because I can uh, fill into a burning ring of fire. Like I can do that little stuff, like no problem. Um, but yeah, my, my fear is that it's going to be like a Prince song, you know what I mean? Or something like that, which I love Prince. Prince is one of my favorite artists of all time. I can't hang with the man. So I don't, yeah. So it, it, it could be, it could turn into something that's really fun. And we, we have a, we have a blast with it. Uh, it's not a butter commercial channel. Um, or it could turn into something that's uh, just funny, if that makes any sense. But no, I've I've rapped before, so I've been on stage and have actually rapped uh, Hammer Time. I've rapped uh, uh, Ice Ice Baby before, like so. I've done some bars. Yeah, I've, I've, bars? no, I don't have bars, but I can mimic. <laughs> I can mimic very well. Like I can pretend to be. So I can get into character pretty well. Well. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do the contest, and then I want to have it be a little early so we can give you time to practice if you need it. Right. Uh, so this is much I will tell you. I will sell it. So whatever I'm doing, I'm not going to go up there and i got to do this because it's blah, blah, blah. Just kind of fake it. Like, if it's a song that I can execute and execute well, I will execute it well. It will oh, be. no, I know you think. Yeah. I know. Like, people I, will you enjoy know. it. Yeah, people yeah, will enjoy it. No, it's going to be a time. I can it's do some Elvis. Time. So Daniel Gary says do some Elvis. Yeah, I can I can do some Elvis stuff. Yeah. So well, I mean that second half of the sentence can mean a couple things. The voice covers the king. We could pull out some Jay Spence music out to vaults, <laughs> have you cover one of my songs. I'm just saying. We what, can leave that one alone. What are you singing, by the way? I think I'm gonna do some Eminem. Uh oh. I think wow. I'm gonna do the real Slim Shady. That's what I'm gonna I'm going with real Slim Shady. That's high. He's got a high range too. He does. He does. Can you see, people don't think I got the breathing and they don't think I got to like, I got it all. You know what I'm saying? I'm a star, Joe. I don't know what people thought. <laughs> I'm a star. Okay. I just need y'all to realize it. I am a star. A, you are a star, but no. So, so, so I guess, so what are the, so what are the rules going to be? How do people, how do people put in a ballot? How do they pay for it? Who wins? Is it, is it by votes? So everybody has to vote. Are we going to pick five songs and everybody votes on the song? Is it a free for all? And then I have to approve. How are we going to do this? No, what I was looking to do is, um, so tomorrow I'm going to throw up a raffle on Twitter. So we'll probably try to see if we can have some participation from Buffalo Rumblings Twitter as well. Mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll throw up a raffle on Twitter. Uh, we'll probably sell tickets for what, maybe what, two bucks a piece or what. I don't know what you think. We'll talk. Whatever you think is a good number, we'll, we'll raffle um, the tickets off for that amount. People can, can Venmo or Cash App or whatever raffle. The week yeah, before, yeah. we'll pull. The winner gets to pick the song a week in advance, so that way you have a week to prepare for your performance. So David Reed says, "Walking in Memphis, Memphis." Can I just tell you that I hate that song with a passion? <laughs> I cannot stand it. Like I don't like the content of the lyrics. I I could sing it, but I hate that song. That's probably the one that's going to get picked. But I cannot stand PC. Mm. We're going to get you some Lil Wayne. That's happening right there. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to buy some raffle tickets. If I win, I'm picking Lil Wayne. That's it. I got It's going to help me if I know the song. So Yeah, we'll give you a week to, to, to be able to rehearse the song. So even if you aren't familiar with it, you have a week to get familiar. Uh, yeah, yeah. This I think that's what makes it fun. I'm going to have to like buy the karaoke track so I can perform it. So the good news is, is I've got a decent place to practice between my home studio and the church. So I, I can yeah. jump on the stage, turn the system on, and uh, and work on, some, work on some moves, sweet moves. So yeah, but... Uh, Ay, ay, ay. Uh, so another good one would be, uh, oh, I just lost the name of the band. It just, uh, Tears for Fears. Like, I can rock some Tears for Fears now. Like, but he's got a super deep voice, too. So it is what it is. We got to get a duet going, too, though. Like, we got we to gotta get a song. We'll figure it out. We'll get something going. 
We could do some. Uh, we should. We could get some boys to men stuff, and I can do the the, the low parts. Girl, I'm down with the boys to men. You you, you, you like new edition? <laughs> yes. Do some new edition. <laughs> right into my my childhood wheelhouse. Hey, new, new edition. <laughs> cool it now. Sarah said Usher for you might work. We can get some Usher. I See, have a lot. I have sung some Michael Jackson songs live, but the songs had to be shifted several keys for me to sing them. So, yeah, beat it was fun. <laughs> When I did, there, there, awesome. there might be video out there of me singing "Beat It" somewhere on the internet, just so you know. But let's uh, YouTube it, guys. You may so, or may, not, may, <laughs> may or may not be able to find it. So, so but look for that tomorrow on Twitter. But now let's move on. So, so around the league, you know, things are changing. They're, you know, they're trying new things, and we used to have joint practices. I feel like in scrimmages, but now I feel like they're trying to get back to it. The Patriots and the Panthers got together yeah. and it seems like this practice was more of a spar it's, it mm. seemed like nothing they they didn't do anything but fight all day um do you think these practices are good for the nfl or do you think it's something that we should probably do without or or how do you feel in, at all about it i i understand the entire premise and i understand the entire idea of giving the guys somebody to hit that's in a different uniform i would i would submit to you or ask the question i should say how does it make you feel when you hear the Bills are traveling this week down to Pittsburgh to do a whatever, a combined practice with the Steelers? Do you are you like, oh, this should be good? Or are you like, oh no? I'm please more on the oh no side. Yeah, please don't get hurt. Please, please yeah. Hold, yeah, no, please nobody get hurt. Right? Yeah, I'm on the oh no side because I feel like the other teams, even though it's an unwritten rule, I, I feel like the other teams don't care as much, obviously, about the other team. So so when it comes to the tackling, when it comes to doing things and taking care of each other, it's just not there. Why are, why are people putting songs in still? Are people because behind? It's happening. We got sexual healing. <laughs> we got whiskey girl. We're going to get you some background dancers and everything. I'm with Sarah on this. I'm we with Sarah on this. We can do some Chris Isaacs. Yeah, they want to fall in love song. But um, anyway, um, I like never dreamed shuffle. I would meet somebody like you. Love on top by Beyonce. You, you can do love on top. Uh, pardon? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She modulates a couple times too. You got to hit them keys. We gonna get Joe. We gonna get you. We gonna get you. The question was, uh, do I feel that they make sense? Um, are they good joint joint practices? I don't. I don't know that they are. Um, I'm probably fine if teams want to do them. They clearly need to. I think what's what's interesting about this one is this one deteriorated in some fashion that we've never seen one deteriorate before. As much as I feel like, oh, no, and you feel like, oh, no, I don't know that we've ever heard of somebody being injured at one of these types of practices. But Mac Jones throwing a touchdown pass and running up to the defender, grabbing his junk and saying what he said and basically causing, causing a fight is surprising from the Patriots organization, is it not? It's surprising for me when I hear the Patriots are involved. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, doesn't it seem like do your job and know your role and like all those cliches act like you've been there before are like Patriot kind of like things. For, for starters, like I said, it's just shocking to me because you don't hear like you all, everything you hear about the Patriots Say is what? about, how, yeah, I was, I'm going to bring that up next. I didn't hear that, but, but everything you hear about the Patriots is how they're like a militant ran type of, you know, like everything is, and these guys are like just everything. And then, we hear about them being involved in this. And then Chris Jenke uh, throws out the real Chris Jenke tells us that this one was serious because some fans got hurt. I didn't hear about fans getting I hurt. I didn't hear but, about that either. But this is why um, I, I just, I don't know if I'm, if I think that it's a good environment when you have anything like that going on, like when that happens, even in practice, 
whoever started it, whoever, and I'm, I'm not talking about just like when Josh Allen was starting last week or two weeks ago in practice, joking around, trying to get team, trying to get guys riled up. I'm talking about this was a fight. <laughs> right. Guy, okay, take your helmet off, go to the locker room, put your pants so, up. So we need clarification. So so Peyton is asking if uh, read that it wasn't true. I'm guessing that's about fans getting hurt. And then Chris says, yes, Peyton, I was joking. It was, it was a joke post. So I'm guessing that nobody actually got hurt in the crowd. It broke out into the crowd and some fans, oh, so maybe it did happen. Okay. Weird. Yeah, I didn't hear that part. I just, it, it, clearly these guys are wearing helmets and they're wearing pads and stuff like that. And it's, you know, getting Don't into a fight. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's more, you're more apt to break a hand than actually break a nose, right? From punching the helmet. Now, if the helmet yeah. comes off, it gets a little bit more dangerous, you know, scrums and piles and things like that happen in a normal NFL game. I just, I just don't know. I don't know that the, uh, oh, what's the saying? I, the juice is worth the squeeze, right? Isn't that the question we're asking? Is the juice juice worth the squeeze? I, I guess know. that's the question. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems to me that it makes it just just stay home. Just stay home. Go to your stadium. Go to wherever your training camp is. Do your thing. And if your guys beat up on each other a little bit and they get testy, good. Because it's going to make them want to hit somebody that's not in their own team's jersey, probably all the more. Versus or kind of- I could even I could even see if it's if it's two organizations that have a good relationship. So, which you would think that teams like this would. You would think the Patriots and the Panthers, okay, we're, let's get together and practice. So you would think you have right. a good relationship. But apparently not. Now, if the Bills and, say, the Giants did it, because, like, mm-hmm. last year, there was Dayball. So you know there's a there's a, a good communication thing there. Yeah. Or previously, if the Bills and Panthers would have done it, because which McDermott in their history, which they have. And it yeah. seemed okay besides Cam Newton talking stuff to Ed Oliver. And <laughs> but other than that, there was no physical confrontations like this so i feel like you know when when you have a good relationship sure but no this stuff there's no place in the game for this man so chris jakey says that uh the mac jones comment about what he said was supposedly a joke post uh the fans getting hurt was 100 true so if the fans got hurt i mean you might see the nfl step in uh would be my guess somebody posted something up here that where did it go somebody was like you should uh sing some uh you should sing some uh, Frank Sinatra in honor of Josh Allen. Let me tell you all, I can crush him, Frank Sinatra. Crush it. So I mean, he will sing whatever you pick if you win. So Not whatever. They're supposed to be. You told no, me that's, that's the, what I'm saying. No, I said that we're going to pick it a week in advance. So if you're not familiar with the song, you have time to do it. You want to you wanna, you wanna get it down to five songs and pick? I want to. I want to. I want to be to be able to execute it, which means that if it's out of my range, it could be a problem. Hmm. I do not sing like a canary. I have a good voice. I have a good range, but I. <laughs> I don't I do think not. range is the issue with us here. Well, it will be if I can't sing it. If if you hear me singing "Summer of '69" like it was the summer of '60, it won't be fun for anybody, right? But karaoke, but karaoke, most karaoke, and I'll find out. I can call the heights, but most karaoke places have the the tracks are able to to change keys. If they can select the keys, if they can do if they can, yeah, if they can shift the keys and they can transpose them, then almost anything is a, an opportunity. I'll find out. I'll find out if we can change keys on songs. Yeah, and uh, all you got to do is watch the Overreaction Sports podcast, and you'll hear me sing. So, T Dobbs. Yeah. But you're gonna hear him sing in Buffalo in September on the 16th. Does this mean Heights. this is the only song that I can sing? 
Because what if I want no, to sing? No, no, you can absolutely. I mean, if you want to have a concert, Joe, go for it. I'm not telling you. Don't want to. <laughs> I'm not telling you not to. If you want to go ahead and have a concert, I don't want to ruin the moment. I don't want everybody like there to be hype for me to sing this one song. I guess I could like we could hype up hype up the one song and then I would sing. And then if I wanted to sing another song, I probably could, right? No, I got you. And my homegirl B gonna be in town for it. Me and her gonna do like some Jay Z Beyonce stuff. I'm gonna get nice. in on that. Nice. You know, so I'm gonna be up there all day. So you could do a couple songs, but but the one that the, the one we raffling off. Mm. This is gonna be the one. We're gonna live stream it and everything. It's going down. It's going down. <sighs> this went from we're, no Joe, we're gonna like we're gonna cater to you. It's gonna be really great to no any song they pick, you are singing it. <laughs> we can we can limit it to five songs. It's more fun if you don't know. That's that's what makes karaoke fun. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I know I, I we, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll 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 make it happen. It'll be a good time, it'll be for a good cause. And uh, and we'll we'll rock this thing. Were you gonna say something? Gonna so the it? raffle won't be tomorrow. Then Joe and I have some stuff to figure out. The raffle will be coming soon. Look for it. Just release it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. I don't. I'm not wearing a Nike shirt, but just do it. Just yeah. Just you're just, wearing a market dominator shirt. I am wearing a market. Which, by the way, this show needs a sponsor. So if there's anybody listening, watching live currently, or in podcast form that wants a very good way to uh, sponsor and like get your name advertising, get your name out there. This is a great place to do it. Uh, we had a sponsor last year. Uh, we don't have one this year at this point, but uh, the season hasn't started yet, but we'd love to, we'd love to do some reads last topic for the show. What are you looking forward to in the second preseason game? And if you were in the comment section, tell us what you're looking forward to, what position group player that you're looking to looking to watch. You want to see more of a inspector stuff like that. So yeah. What do you, what do you, what are you going to have your eyes on? Uh, to be honest, man, I just want to see more of the same from last week. I, I'm watching like, so one of the things that stood out to me about, about this past week was Ken Dorsey. I know it wasn't like a drawn out game plan. It wasn't nothing where it was like, Oh, this is really what it's going to be. But mm -hmm. the thing that I loved about it was the fact that a, we saw how he can adjust. Mm -hmm. We saw how, um, you know, you're able to come back. If something's not right, he stuck with it. He was able to kind of put together some drives there that were sustainable. And then the ones that didn't work, obviously with the interceptions or whatever, when you look at those those drives, if you put Josh Allen and then you throw Stephon Diggs in there and Isaiah McKenzie in the offense, I think you feel a whole lot better about those play calls. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing that. And I'm looking forward to uh, more consistency from defense. And then lastly, I want to. I'm still watching like a hawk. I'm watching that punt return, kick return, the kick punt, kick return position. I think that battle's over. Um, I think I think the, the punt return battle. Oh, kick return. You said sorry. I, I was reading oh. the comments just as you said that, so I thought you were saying the same thing. The punter. Uh, yeah, I think the punter battle's over. The kick, the, the returner position is absolutely something I'm going to be watching. Uh, I, I also I want to see James Cook. I want to see James Cook defeat the. Uh, what's the word? The line on him that he has bad contact balance, which effectively means that when he ends up in the pile, he goes down easy, which we kind of mm -hmm. saw in the last uh, preseason game. Like when he would kind of get through the tackles or when he was trying to run up the middle, it didn't take much for the pile to kind of consume him. I want to see him get through, squirt, bounce off the way that we see Terminator do, right? Darth mm -hmm. Kosh says, what I'm most looking forward to is being one week closer to opening day. Yes, sir. Heard you. Heard you. Hallelujah to that the corners is a great group to watch um clearly there's a huge significance and on significance on that uh just because we don't know where trey is at this point and with every day that passes it looks less likely that he's going to play against the rams and where is the level of concern 
about Tredavious White. So right now, it's like, I'm not super concerned. I promise you, Wednesday for the home opener, if Trey White's not playing, we're going to be concerned. Well, I hope we're concerned then because I don't want to play in week one. Like, I, there's just nothing in my mind that makes me believe that you can come back from an ACL tear that quick. Like, I don't want him to be back the first week of or the first game of September because I just like it, even even like the I think the only one that's ever come back from an ACL tear and it seemed like to not matter at all was Adrian Peterson. Uh, that was incredible. And it yeah, I, I, did you play fantasy that year as well? Were you still, yeah. And it's like people were like staying away from him. And then yeah. the one guy that was like, I'm going to take it. And it was like, oh, and then like, and then game, like, game didn't play a single preseason game. And then game one went nuts. Lost his so mind. Nuts, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's like you don't want to. But it, now if Trey can somehow be that type of athlete, which I'm not co- leaving it, you know, I'm not saying it's out to question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's likely. Yeah. I don't want to see Trey the first week of the season. I, I want Trey to be fully healed. I want Trey to, to fully do what he has to do. I think, look, you you invest in Elam. You invest in whichever other cornerback, because now it looks like there's some competition for that other side. It mm. doesn't look like it's just automatically going to be Dane Jackson. Christian Benford, yeah. So so I want to see what, what we look like at, at the cornerback position. So I guess the question is, is what does the record have to be for you to hit the panic button if – if so, not a situation of the Bills are zero and three, one and two, two and four, and they're and they're and they're not playing, they're not winning because the whole team is just kind of imploding. But hypothetically speaking, the record is one and two. What does the record have to be for you to panic, knowing that the reason we're losing is because the corners can't hold their salt against top tier wide uh, top top tier wide receivers? Like By holy crap, three. week three. By week three, if we're one and two, you know, like if we if we have, <laughs> yeah, no, because because so this is my concern, and I know uh, you know people haven't yelled at me this year about it, but one of the, like for me, the cornerback position is the hole right now, and I know we drafted a guy that, like that's mm-hmm. awesome. We got Trey coming back, but to me, mm-hmm. that's the only weakness that I look at on the field going into the season. So when I when I look at it like that, it's like look, you're expecting a lot out of some young guys without Trey there. And, and it's not last season. Last season, the Buffalo Bills, I I am on the record for saying, put some respect on the defense. They had the number one defense in the league. They uh, gave up the least amount of yards through the air for the entire season. I think it was something incredible, like 186 or 185 yards per game, which is ridiculous. Like, it's an amazing. However, you throw games like Mac Jones only throwing three times for 18 yards. In yeah. that. So you have yeah. a game coming out of it where you have 18 yards receiving. Right. Um, that helps your that helps your stats. That's not because they really shut Mac down. It was because the win. Uh, and it's not saying like the Bills aren't that good. But now going into the season, you're starting off against the Super Bowl winning quarterback that just has two great receivers and a good running game and a good. And then the following week, you're going up against maybe not so much a better quarterback, but he played pretty decent against the Buffalo Bills. Mm. That, Every week this year is not going up against backup quarterbacks. It's not yeah, going up yeah. against the guy. Um, it's not last year. Didn't we get what was it? Dave, Davis uh, Davis Mills first game. We, we got did. him as a. Yep. We're not getting Davis Mills. We're not getting like so. We're not playing against now this year. We're playing juggernaut. It's, it's the playoff juggernaut gauntlet that we're playing this year. Yeah. Even if you don't like Derek Carr, he now has Devonte Adams <laughs> and Darren Waller. Darren Waller, and Josh Jacobs and Josh Jacobs and, and, Hunter, Hunter, and Hunter Renfro. Renfro got 100 targets last year right I mean yo, it's just yeah so it's, yeah 
disgusting. It's going to be, yeah, the, yeah, it's it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. To and and the then again, I know we don't like Tua, so let, let's we can say that Tua is not that dude. But I tell you what, you got Waddle and you got Kareem Hunt. Yeah, like yeah. those two receivers, we saw Kareem Hunt turn a 15-yard reception into a touchdown in in the playoffs against Buffalo. So just because it's not Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, it don't mean it has to be a bomb for Tariq Hill to make something happen. For sure. The game that we just played against him last, he turned a 15-yard slant into a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, not uh yeah, it's uh it's going to be interesting to see it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the uh clearly the uh terry kill by the way cream hunt you were saying cream hunts terry kill um yeah yeah totally totally knew what you meant it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the chiefs because i'm not sold on juju right i don't think that juju necessarily is really yeah i i i think we talked about this last week i just i need to see it first i think i said i feel like he's distracted and we're gonna we're gonna watch it live in person you and i are um but but i just yeah it'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see what they become and how they morph. And at some point in time, you know, Travis Kelsey's got to hit the wall too. So we'll right. See, I mean, maybe, cause I mean, I feel like we, as bills fans, we hope that for years about Gronk and we hope that for years about Brady, like, okay, at some point Brady's mm. shoulder has to fall off, man, come on. <laughs> and it never happened. At some point, never. Gronk can't be a beast. And he continued to run us over, even if yep. he was injured. Yep. Yep. So I don't know, like I'm hoping so, but man, uh, I tell you what, the way I see it, I, if if you have the opportunity to draft Juju Smith-Schuster, I would draft him in fantasy. <laughs> like, so uh, you're he's going to help you win. You're probably, I mean, I'm not, I'm, yes, if I had the opportunity, I wouldn't take him. Would you take him in the first three rounds? It depends on how it falls. Probably not. Like, Because, I mean, I think there's a lot of talent this year. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, there's a ton of talent, but he's not somebody that I would just be like, oh, I'd leave, I'll pick him up on the way. He's not making right, it to the way. Right. That guy is... He's gonna eat with he's gonna eat with Mahomes. Right. You gotta remember Juju was playing with Ben Roethlisberger, man. Like he didn't have yeah, yeah. No, and before that, what was it, Duck Hodges or something? Or well, the, and and when when Juju was good, Ben was good, right? Ben wasn't his. He didn't hit the wall the way that he, that he had not hit the wall yet. The way that he did, like very right. much Julio Jones so hit, I, hit the wall. I think Juju gonna show us some things, man. I do. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it's a, yeah, but uh, so I'm gonna get us out of here. But before I do, I just want to say that we have gone. And I, I got scared at that last comment that jumped. We have gone 40 or 57 minutes and the bot is gone. I think I None got it. it. I think, it. I think, I think I got the bot. What was it? My show or was it the Phoenix show on one of the shows? I was like, let it go. Let it go. And I blocked it. So the bot probably was the Fina because I, I was Sunday or not Sunday, Saturday. I don't remember seeing it on your show. Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember getting the bot and I and I blocked it officially. So I have a feeling that we're. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you John Herring's talking about, but uh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. It's so good to have you guys join us. Uh, we are here every Wednesday night throughout the season and even in throughout some of the the, the off season, uh, 8 o'clock on Wednesday evenings. If you are listening in podcast form and you ever get the opportunity to jump on YouTube, please do. We'd love to have you. You can jump in the comment section and uh, hang out with everybody that's over there. So the comment section is a super good time. And, uh, yeah, do you have any final words? Go Bills. That's it? Go Bills. I'm ready, well, man. He's I'm ready, ready for the season. I'm- you you don't understand. I can't wait for LA. 
the the party that's about to happen in LA. If y'all going to LA, I need y'all to, to to link up with the fans of Buffalo. I need y'all to come to the tailgate party that we're having out there. I need y'all when y'all in Buffalo. I need y'all to link up with the the mafia house, the the Bills mafia house, because there's a tailgate happening game day. There's Trabby. several tailgates happening. But yep. me and Joe and and the, the babes and Everybody. who else will be there? Everybody's gonna be there. It's gonna it's gonna be a party. And Everybody. then the games. Like I'm just talking about the parties. I ain't even talking about the games. Like the games. And then. It, I'm ready, man. Like, I'm ready for September. Like, let's do this. Awesome. Tomorrow, Thursday, live on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network is the uh, Buffalo Nerd with uh, our guy Colt Schroeder. Friday, Food for Thought. And then the overreaction post-game show will once again this week be on Saturday night, more than likely 9 p.m. instead of 8. But for myself, for Jay Spence the King, for Buffalo Rumblings and everybody else, love you guys. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.